With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi there, I'm Glenn Savile and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up guys, Connor Ferguson here for Always Race Day and the ARD podcast. Um, it's going to be a little uh, different sounding uh, type of show tonight. It's just me on here. Uh, we looked and looked. Uh, I shouldn't say that. My, uh, I love my staff. They aren't taking vacations. They're all working very hard. Uh, I just didn't have anyone to record this podcast episode with me. Uh, and thought it was kind of important that we uh, put some content out on uh, this avenue uh, about the 2024 NASCAR schedule release. Um, so it's just going to be solo, me on this show. If you hear some pauses, uh, I've never done this before. I watch a big fan of Josh Pate. Uh, watch him a ton. I don't know how he does it. I, he does have producers. He does have uh, cool little graphics on the side of the screen. Someday it's long, long, long bucket list uh, for stuff I want to do with Always Race Day. But uh, for now, uh, we're gonna give a crack at this. You guys, give me feedback. Let me know what you think. Let me do. Let me know at the end of this deal what I can do better. This is already like take eight, take nine. Um, of recording it i'm a perfectionist so it doesn't help like actually kind of going through the motions and stuff and i know like right when i screw up i know it and then i feel it and all of a sudden especially if i'm in the first two and a half minutes of the show starting i want to restart it so one of those takes was like three and a half minutes long we were cooking for a bit there but anyways connor ferguson here before we get started, I want to thank the fine people at the Carlotto Group. Uh, they're our presenting sponsor. They are our premier partners at alwaysraceday.com, and they will get you hooked up. If you're looking for a car, new, used, uh, whatever you may want, they are going to do their best to hook you up with the closest thing to it. Go out to the Carlotto Group, talk to them, let them know Always Race Day saying yeah. Probably isn't going to get you a discount, but as uh as josh pate says it would make him very happy it make me very happy so do that uh if you're looking for a car and if not if you want to go make an impulse port purchase uh go for it so if there's any pauses in here if there's any like moments of of dead air just know this is this is the first try at this so we're, we're gonna do what we can but um originally i was gonna bring everyone on the show tonight uh and i you know bad preparation on me forgot three of my guys were just in wisconsin uh partying just getting absolutely plastered i'm kidding uh there's 
a big race going up over there this weekend on the asphalt late model side. So, uh, and of course, I'm not going to make them go on a vacation and podcast with me. That sounds like a terrible, terrible way to spend even 20 minutes on a vacation. We're going to try to go 30 minutes on this deal. Um, but yeah, my, my original plan was I was going to read uh, different, you know, um, types of descriptors for the schedule without naming races and stuff like, okay, hey, like you guys know this one already. Uh, Bristol Dirt, not on the schedule this year. Do you like that? Yes or no? And I was going to have everyone go in a circle and say yes or no to any of them or to any and all of them, I should say, to each of them. Uh, and then I was going to say yes to every, every one of them about what I like on the schedule, different characteristics of the schedule and, and workings in between. The reason being, because for 15 years, I've sat here in front of TVs next to my friends and said, well, if Iowa Speedway ever gets a Cup Series race, I can't hate the schedule. I can't hate anything about it. No matter what happens this way or that way, no matter what gets taken off, left in, no matter what we had to do to pay to get the Cup race, I said, I'm going to sit here and love it. So I will sit here and love it. That's that's about the cream of the crop there. And that, that should, the only thing that should tell you is how important this cup race is to the state of Iowa, people who have ever been to the Iowa Speedway, um, and racing fans in the Midwest to get another track with a Midwest date. And I'll go through everything, we'll get to that part, but I wanted to emphasize that at the start before I actually started picking apart the schedule, because there are some things I don't like. Um, but at the end of the day, just know that, just know what I just said, that. We gotta like the schedule because I was fucking on it. All right. Let's jump into things a little bit here. You guys have already heard my take on this of the LA clash being at the Coliseum. Uh February 4th is that date. It's the day before Super or the week before, I should say the Sunday before Super Bowl Sunday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um so it's the week before Super Bowl Sunday, they have a support class series from NASCAR Mexico. They're trying to get them a little more um, pop and a little more uh, promotion. And I, I understand that. I think it would be better served uh, to go to, I, you guys have heard my take on it, um, to go to like ARCA or ARCA West or an asphalt late model series that's close to the West Coast that might be able to get out there. Obviously that last, I don't know, basically anything about asphalt late model racing. I think I went to one asphalt late model race in my life. Kyle Busch and Matt Kenseth were both in it, and it happened to be uh, at the Iowa Speedway when those two were trying to grow. Uh, I think it was the Hooters Pro Cup Series at the time. might have been ASA something, but uh, that's what I remember. I was pretty damn young. Um, but yeah, it's still cool for, uh, still gonna be cool to see NASCAR Mexico there. I have never, I don't think I've ever looked at a NASCAR Mexico schedule. I'm trying to think back. I don't think NASCAR Mexico was a big series when I started like wanting to watch more racing. And I went through all the NASCAR tours and wanted to watch all the wheeling races. I couldn't because they weren't on TV. Now they're on Flow Racing. So that's very cool for them. And uh, hopefully, whether that one ends up on Fox Sports 1 or Flow, uh, people tune into it and, and give it a shot. I know I will be. I ask people to give racing a shot every day. So it would be unfair if I ever just said absolutely not to anything. Unless you're Formula 1, you've proven to me that you don't like racing. It's all good. Um, duels at Daytona on February 15th, and then the Daytona 500 on the 18th now. 
all those things were announced weeks ago. The second race of the year taking place of California, and I know Iowa has said to inherit the date because California is out the schedule. This is the date where California was at. Um, Atlanta, what I liked, I only refer to it as New Atlanta. And what that means, I grew up watching it when it was a true intermediate track, 1.5 mile trioval, um, a surface that eats tires apart. That's not normal for an intermediate, I should say, but that was a characteristic of them. Um, but Atlanta, an, another drafting track, um, and no one wants to come out and call it a plate track or a super speedway or whatever phrasing um, that you want to put into two drafting pack racetracks in a row to start the schedule. Man, I mean, could cause chaos. If you're a fan of chaos, you should love that, right? Um, I know Caleb won't like it. I'll, I'll speak uh, for what he would say about it, that he absolutely hates it. Now, the honest truth being, there's not many racetracks to race at in February. It's very cold out in a big portion of the country. You're not just going to schedule, you know, I will just use Iowa as an example, right? Or Gateway, right? And that was the second race of the year. Okay. Well, as long as it doesn't snow, I guess, right? You, I mean, there's no absolutely no shot for a lot of these tracks that you would ever schedule a race in February. So I don't necessarily hate NASCAR for it or, you know, being shafted. I'd much, I, I actually prefer them going to Atlanta in the second week, staying on that East coast and then going back to the West and racing Vegas and Phoenix um, in back-to-back -back weeks after that. Then at least you have the turnaround of, hey, we're on the same coast, we're still over there, um, and we don't have to get everything in our haulers for three weeks out west. I always thought that was kind of tough to prepare for, and I don't really think there's a better order you can put those in, especially considering what the Daytona 500 is and, and what the clash is supposed to be and where you're running the clash. It's a Sunday night primetime slot. That will come into play later. I promise you that. All right. Uh, Las Vegas and Phoenix are the next two, two weeks. Uh, and then we go to Bristol. Now, the reason Bristol dirt ever happened. Hold on. I know why Josh Pate is bald now because I brushed my hair like three times before this. And it's still doing this weird little pigtail thing, which it's just at the length where like it, I'll take it longer, but it takes another two weeks out to get. You guys don't care. I'll get a haircut at some point. Just. We'll get it. We'll get it. Don't worry. Um, but the reason Bristol Dirt was ever an idea in the first place uh, was due to the fact that the spring the spring crowd at Bristol uh, is terrible. I saw a tweet today, and this is part of the reason why. Um, now, I, I wouldn't say the crowd for the Bristol Dirt race was terrible either. And I know I'm jumping around right now. It's part me, part doing this, right? Doing this for the first time, essentially. But you look at those crowds, they weren't awful. They created some buzz. But this is back to that early spring weekend, fifth race of the year type thing. I, growing up, there was always Bristol, Martinsville, and Richmond were always around the same time. And it would be about five races in the year, six races in the year or so. And then Bristol would come up. But the spring crowd in the late 2010s was not good at Bristol. It, it was 
rather embarrassing. And the people that run Bristol, the, the people I know um, from Bristol uh, that are pretty influential up there, um, as far as what they can do and what they do do, they're big idea people and they have big ideas they wanna implement. And that was what Bristol Dirt was. I thought it was a cool, unique thing on the NASCAR schedule, but of course people complaining about it got it taken off. Um, and that was just the, the public reaction to it. Now, I also said that I'd rather see them go to a real dirt track if the World of Outlaws do not get the luxury of racing at Bristol Dirt or a different sprint car series for that matter, say high limit, right? I think it's important for those sprint car teams to have that uh, you know, big facility. Uh, if they wanted to take big sponsors there, I understand why some of the drivers might not have liked it. I also would say there was, were some uh, parallels to drivers that didn't like it, that did not um, have great results in the four races there. Now, sample size, can't really say who was awesome there and who wasn't. You can if you want. I won't do it on here in front of the microphone, all right? I'm interested to see what that crowd is at Bristol uh, in the spring and if they have any new wrinkles uh, to throw at us um, from that side of things uh, once that race comes up. So should be interesting. I still love Bristol. It's a great facility, awesome track. Should be, uh, should be just a run of the mill race. We'll see what happens though. Um, next week, uh, Circuit of the Americas on March 24th. Um, and into uh, Richmond, which takes Bristol spot uh, with the Easter Sunday night primetime race. Um, Bristol will be a day race, just so everybody knows. Um, here's my deal with Richmond Easter. NASCAR used to always take Easter off. You're not going to take Easter off when you're taking a two-week Olympic break later in the summer. That's what's going on this year. Uh, Y'all know my take on the Olympics. We did that on a show, too. Um, not a fan of the Olympics, probably won't watch a lick of it, uh, but you can't take another off weekend earlier in the season, whether you like it or not. But there will be people, there will be people out there ticked off that NASCAR is racing on Easter. It's supposedly this big religious holiday where a lot of people get together. I hear you. I know what you might be thinking like holidays are for family. Okay, what do you do on Thanksgiving? You watch football. Okay, what do you do on Christmas? You used to watch the NBA, now you watch football because the NFL took Christmas too. New Year's Day, NHL Winter Classic, college football bowl games, college football playoff. A lot of holidays out there where sporting events happen on. And what usually happens when there's sports on TV, on days where a lot of families are staying home from work, the ratings soar, right? NASCAR is racing at Bristol on St. Patrick's Day. No one's ever complained about racing on St. Patrick's Day. And I'm sure the people, the fine people from Chicago would love to go to the St. Patrick's Day parade. It's just is what it is. There's sports on holidays. Put them on the TV, put your family around you. If you can't get the TV, steal the remote two hours before the race starts and, oh, man, can't find the remote. That stinks. Now, now we just got to watch NASCAR for the next three hours. Man, oh, well, that's all you got to do. I don't know. I, it, it's a TV rating sport. 
NASCAR races on days where in times, by the way, the time slot thing, no matter how much you tweet me or how much you tweet at all, the time slots are not going to change. They're not. NASCAR is scheduling races and time slots where they think more people will watch rather than less. And so when everything is broken down from a money standpoint and from, hey, we can do a lot more cool shit if we have a lot more money. Okay, TV ratings are a massive part in that. Every single team has contracts and sponsors that want to be on TV. Racing on a holiday is going to give them a better chance there, right? So there's so many things that go into it. You could probably argue that last point that any race would give them that, but more people are going to be watching is my point. Um, let's hop back in a little bit to the rest of the schedule here. Uh, that was just my main point from the spring race is uh, they go to Martinsville, uh, then Texas, uh, and that Texas race is April 14th, the week before Talladega, um, and then Dover uh, to close the month there in April. Uh, I'm sure now, contract-wise, I'm sure, and damn sure Texas is still supposed to have um, Oh, what am I thinking? Okay, good. All right. Well, sorry, I completely misstep my train of thought, uh, thinking that Texas still had two races, and they don't. They they haven't had two races. So I do hate that they moved Texas to the week of. Uh, the IndyCar race at Texas, I wish Martinsville would have switched. Maybe Kansas could be a team player and switch. I don't know. Um, not sure what, you know, those weekends mean for those tracks. I do know Talladega has always been that April, the third weekend of April for the last few years. Uh, so that, that part sucks. There's not much I'm guessing NASCAR could have done or, you know, IndyCar for that matter. I, but I don't know the inner workings over there. Uh, I don't want to pretend to know um or anything like that sorry for that hiccup i for some reason i was thinking texas was still on the schedule twice i don't know where that popped in my head i wrote down things i liked and didn't like about the schedule and that was not even hinted at so don't ask uh, don't ask me where that came from uh all right so may uh they go to darlington in may north wilkesboro uh for the all-star race on may 19th into the coca-cola 600 on may 26th and uh yeah, Kansas does kick off the month for sure. Uh, so that, that part is pretty normal. Um, right after the Coke 600, they go to Gateway, uh, then into Sonoma on June 9th, and then over to Iowa Speedway. Got one of these, picked them up at the uh, press conference yesterday. Still amped. Um, just going to be excited uh, until we're done with the show, honestly, and probably for days and days to come after that. Um, New Hampshire on June 23rd, Nashville on June 30th. Uh, then it's the Chicago street race. That's the July 7th, 4th of July type of party deal. Um, now I do wish that Road America came back to the schedule uh, after selling out. They had, uh, so much like Iowa, they had wanted a cup race and they got it and they sold the event out. The ratings weren't amazing. I was the 4th of July race. But watching the race, you couldn't really, there was not like American flags everywhere around the track. There wasn't, you know, painted walls or anything like that. Anything that differentiated it from what Road America looks like when anyone else races there. And I'm not faulting Road America for that. Don't get me wrong, because I think they got screwed over here. And I hope that 
you know, if NASCAR goes to Iowa and sees a sellout but doesn't see good TV ratings, they don't pull the plug after a year. Um, and I hope to God Road America gets back on the schedule. They're, they're a very cool road course, and I'd love to see them out there again. Um, where are we at? The Chicago Street Race uh, is the July 7th race. Um, then it's over to Pocono. And then right before the Olympic break, the return of a NASCAR crown jewel race in the Brickyard 400. It's been a joke they've been racing on the Indy, or Indy uh, road course. That sucked. The, it sucks the life out of me watching cars on the Indy road course. It, it just does. Knowing that they go to Indy, they go to this cool-ass oval, this completely unique place, that historic motorsports town. Um, I'm fine with it, I guess, for the one race before the Indy 500 for IndyCar there on that Saturday. But it just doesn't it doesn't produce much buzz for me at all. It's not like the coolest road course ever. There's not really amazing characteristics besides a really tough uh, right-hand turn to start things off. And, you know, countless of other tracks have very tight right-hand turns or left-hand turns even to kick off the races. So, you know, I was I I didn't like the Indy Road Course. I didn't. I never thought they should have taken the Brickyard away. I go back and watch the 2016 Brickyard. I believe Casey Kane was the winner of that one. Unless I got my years messed up, might have been 14. My, final answer 16. That's what we're going with. Um, and y'all know I love Casey. Uh, but yeah, getting the Brickyard 400 back is something that needed to be done. We'll see how these cars behave. If it sucks right away, you know, give them a chance to fix it. Let them take a step back um, and give give them a shot at improving it. I know the short track package hasn't been improved dramatically um, during its its existence, short existence so far. Uh, but I, from what I can tell, a lot of these tests aren't coming back with like really easy solutions. So let them figure it out. NASCAR has a lot of problem solvers in their, in their, uh, I almost said industry. How about folds of their organization? That might be a little better phrasing on that one. Um, they, you know, that's what they do. They, they fix things, they make them better. Look at Bristol dirt, right? The first one, I think a lot of people could tell you and could tell me that it sucked. But if you watch the second two races, the last two years of that, and the last year of the World of Outlaws stuff there, it was kick ass. It was awesome, memorable. It was great. So I, you know, if people wanted to hate on it because they wanted to do the NASCAR as a joke bullshit that all the dirt racing fans, uh, I shouldn't say all, I should say a small minority of the dirt racing fans do on Twitter. That's fine. We cover both here. I promise you we are getting a dirt, a dirt show uh, tomorrow at some point in the day uh, at the very least. So just look out for that this week and going into uh, previewing the weekend and talking about things we've missed in the last seven days. So, uh, all right. Next up, Richmond uh, comes back for their second race, August 11th. That's the uh, day after the Knoxville Nationals. Absolutely hate the NASCAR races that day. There's a top five motorsports event in the world uh, going on in Knoxville, Iowa. And I'd prefer they take it off because a lot of drivers go to it and they want to go up there and party. So I think they should take it off. That's that's my reasoning on it. I've, I've expanded much more into that, much, much more uh, to the demise of, of Caleb, I might add. Uh, on past shows. You guys can find that yourselves. So I'm not looking that up. All right. Michigan, 
Um, and then Daytona. Daytona is the second to last regular season race on the schedule. Uh, the regular season is, regular season is going to end with Darlington. Believe it or not, this was the one schedule change I saw today that had more uh, people disagreeing with it than anything. I was shocked. Shocked. You, like social media is filled with these people that hate super speedway racing and don't want more of it and and they think it's just based on luck that you win at daytona or talladega or atlanta for that matter um and i i wholeheartedly disagree that it's based on luck you can get lucky in one one of those things i have yet to see anyone get lucky in one too so yeah i i think it stinks daytona's not the regular season finale am i not i'm not torn up about it whatsoever though i like darlington's fine you know it it's still going to be an interesting race i'm sure it's going to be a long drawn out strategy type of event where any misstep is going to set you back too far to come forward unless something else drastic happens so that i mean there's a lot of doors open to being a an exciting um cutthroat race uh with that one and yeah to, to finish off the regular season I, I think it's cool i don't i don't think it's bad at all all right uh first round of the playoffs it's new atlanta watkins Glen, and uh the bristol night race so first off two super speedways two drafting race tracks in the playoffs this year a lot of again goes back to the same uh naysayers that say it's not or that say it is random that you can get lucky in one of these races that's true and what do people love about March Madness? So Cinderella stories. Well, if, you're, if you can manage to win two super speedway races in the 24 or 2024 playoffs, you're going the round of eight, man. And we'll see if we'll see if you can get lucky from there. I, I've yet to see uh, too many people luck into the round of four from the round of eight, let alone. Um, the people that think that two super speedways is too many. This is, I want to read this stat for you from Ben Kennedy, senior VP at NASCAR. I talked to him at Iowa or in, uh, in Des Moines the other day at the introductory press conference. Super good, super nice guy. He was nice when he was a driver, talented dude, uh, really wants what's best for NASCAR. And I appreciate people like that. People like him, uh, like Denny Hamlin, a lot of the forward thinkers, the younger guys that are really trying to help grow the sport. I would put, Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson in kind of the same category there. Um, but Ben in a very, um, very much an executive role had a big part of putting the schedule together. They teased um, big things last winter. They said they were working on doing a lot of different unique things that could be, and I'm paraphrasing, I apologize. I don't have this quote in front of me, but essentially they, and they didn't promise it, they just said they were working on a lot of big, unique things. This is the 24th uh, version or 24th revision um, or redo. I, I rework. Let's go with rework. We're getting out of this thesaurus tonight. Anytime you give a dumb kid a thesaurus, things usually don't go well. We're, we're trying to get through it. We're trying to struggle through this one, guys. Hope I'm doing a good enough job for you. Um, this is the 24th version of this schedule. So to say that nascar put out a you know i'm not going to go make a youtube video and put a uh 
big thumbnail over that said wild wild schedule crazy schedule that nascar put out look at all the twists and turns and we get iowa finally you know i'm not i don't want to hyperbolize anything um and have you come watch the video and have it not be that um it, it's not a wild schedule it, it really isn't you can yeah atlanta being a second super speedway in the playoffs it's, it's not luck though the people that think it's luck um it's just it never it never seems to go through my mind um to where i can just be like okay yeah but that's okay to have some luck so it just i get hung up on that fact i i don't think you get lucky when the super speedway race and i don't I don't think Atlanta has really produced too many underdogs up front. Corey LaJoy is like the only one I can think of running up front at Atlanta. So I don't know, but I, I like this schedule overall. We're going to keep going through it here. Um, it is going to be tough for the people that aren't great at the drafting tracks, but you know, you look at people like that, Kyle Larson, not great at super speedways, Watkins Glen, is the week after martin trucks jr same thing good at road courses just like larson is um and then bristol and anything can happen at bristol i love i love them having a cutoff race i think they always should it's one of the perfect perfect spots for it um as i will say about the cutoff race uh for this track in the second round the second round kicks off at kansas uh you know how long there it's a mile and a half uh Talladega on October 6th, uh, and then the Charlotte Roval on October 13th to be the cutoff race again. There were rumors that the Roval might go away. Uh, I explained why I didn't want that on the last show, uh, that it is it, it always produces memorable moments, and you can blame that on the placing of it in the schedule, sure. Uh, but I will tell you, there's been some iconic moments there. There has been almost every time they've raced on it some dramatic like twists and turns that you didn't see coming if you would ever tell me 20 years down the road pick the most most veteran driver uh with one of the most impressive resumes in the field top five resume of any guy in the cup series and said he's going to look in his mirror and see the paint scheme of a different driver and then drive straight into the wall nothing on the car will break nothing will look abnormal aside from the one car that just goes straight into the wall that's what happened to kevin harvey when uh that chase elliott stuff got made that t-shirt that said uh i think it said merry offseason happy christmas or vice versa i know the words were switched i'm probably switching them in my own head too um i i love the roval i don't think they should ever go away from it i, I think it's perfect for what it is it, it produces drama it's a cool course i will take that to my grave. I enjoy the Roval much more than the Indy Road course. And I could just be an idiot, but just watching those races, I enjoy watching the Charlotte Roval much more than I do Indianapolis. And I don't want the Coke 600 to go away. It should always, always, always be on the Oval. But you don't need uh, that Oval in the playoffs. You have Kansas right there. Like, okay, like it's almost the same track. And you can, yeah, argue with me, go ahead. It's got different degrees of banking by 17 or whatever. That's fine. You got an intermediate in the middle of the round. The only other reason you're wanting one is to get the good intermediate guys more playoff points. And hey, you got enough chances during the regular season, boys. Um, 
third round of this one, the round of eight, Las Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville. Uh, this round usually hasn't been met with any criticism, and I'm not going to necessarily give too much of it uh, today to it. Um, I do think so the championship race returns to Phoenix. And I like, I don't know. We used to do it at Homestead every year. No one batted an eye. Um, but the caveat to it was you don't race there all season. So everyone was on a level playing field. Had it been Homestead through today, every year, I, I think I'd love it for number, you know, for starters there, I would love it. I love Homestead. It's a great track, but it never, you never visited that track in the first 35 races of the season, especially with a new car, the intrigue of a championship race, especially a winner take all four way title, the intrigue of that just jumps up to another level. And I said when they started doing this thing at Phoenix, I said, I, I like this idea, but they'd better move the race around. In Lucas, the Lucas Oil Land Model Dirt Series is finding the same uh, part of this. They have, um, their season finale weekend uh, is called the Dirt Track World Championship, DTWC. That's what a lot of fans call it. Um, there's already calls. Do you want to see that stay at Eldora or do you want to see it move around? Well, there's two crown jewel races at Eldora. There's already two massive, massive late model races at the Big E. If the NHL turned around tomorrow and said, hey, in 2024, we're going to have two winter classics, one one january 1st and one february 1st and then we're going to add a third throw that one in april who knows is anyone going to watch the last two you know is anyone going to watch the first one because the buzz the first one just wore off by a long shot so you already got two at Eldora, and i'm not trying to discredit one or the other that was not what that analogy was supposed to do i'm just realizing what i said um but you got to move that around every year, especially if it's going to be a winner take all play to people play to a certain driver strength one year and, and play to someone else's the other. You're going to schedule it years in advance, especially if you keep that like two years out, you give people two years to promote We're, we got the NASCAR title for this year. Hell yeah, let's go, you know, get everybody down here. It's going to be the biggest NASCAR race this town's ever seen. Because it is anywhere they put it aside from homestead it in homestead would still be seeing their first four-way winner take all battle so anywhere but phoenix it would be the biggest championship race that track has seen it'd be the biggest race right so i don't know i i just think at some point they need to move this thing around um i'm tired of ending the year at phoenix it's just not that exciting of a racetrack and with this package it's not great and i don't like that they go there once i think they should only or go there twice i think they should only go there once i think that about a lot of the tracks uh but i think i went down here on this list and i'm just checking to make sure that i covered everything i wanted to cover on here so if you enjoyed this uh please let me know let us know at always race day uh go um check out our shirts it's in our pen tweet follow us on twitter facebook uh youtube this podcast is live not live on youtube is available on youtube 
someday we might make it live. I think we do a lot of editing too. So maybe that isn't the smartest idea, uh, just in terms of what people say. Uh, but if you like this, if you like what you heard, uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your shows, uh, that helps us out a ton. Um, and comment what you think, if you could, if you would take a little bit of time out of your day. We'd appreciate it. And hey, if you don't have that time there, that's all right. Uh, we're trying to keep this website free. So once again, thank you to the Carl Auto Group. Appreciate them. If you know anyone interested in advertising um, or partnering up with us, let me know. My Twitter DMs are always open. Uh, anytime anyone wants to, as I've said a lot this week, ask a dumb question, uh, especially with uh, racing coming to the Iowa Speedway in the form of a cup race in, I believe it's 256 days. So. I'm Connor Ferguson. This has been the Always Race Day podcast. Hope you liked what I said. If you didn't, let me know in the comments. And uh, thank you uh, for taking time out of your day to listen. So appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll see you later this week. Um, but if you don't hear from us, um, being you're an asphalt fan going to the NASCAR race this week in Oktoberfest, whatever, uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy your weekend. And make sure to go out to some races or go watch some races. Appreciate all y'all. See ya.